Community of Hope, I'm blessed and honored on uh, the second Sunday in November to be able to share uh, the sermon today. I'm excited uh, because we're going to Hebrews, the 12th chapter, Hebrews, the 12th chapter, the first verse, Hebrews 12, 1. It reads, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Uh, COH family, I want to share and ask that you would go with me in a word of prayer. As we share on the sermon subject today, uh, finish strong, finish strong. Or those of y'all who have been with us for several years, uh, this will be finish strong, the trilogy. Finish strong, the trilogy. Let us look to the Lord. God, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Grateful and honored for this day and for your power. Now, God, I ask that you would grab a hold of me and use me to your honor and to your glory. Speak a word through me that someone might get saved, healed, delivered, set free. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Finish strong. Now look, if you've been around us uh, any uh, time of years, and for those who are brand new, we want to let you know that uh, usually around uh, the beginning of November or early November, mid-November, uh, that uh, God helps us to kind of, for the past couple of years, uh, share a sermon series called Finish Strong. It's about the fact that as we are coming up on the end of this year, 2021, and going into 2022, uh, that we don't want to get to the end of the year and go out halfway. Uh, but we believe that God can bless in the end of the year, that God can do things you've been waiting for all year at the end of the year, but you've got to be able to finish strong. We compare it to a runner running through the tape that all great track coaches tell their runners to don't, that at the end of the race, that's not the time uh, to get lackadaisical. At the end of the race, uh, that's not the time to slow up, but you need to run through the tape. That's right. You don't just kind of run to the tape, but you keep on running through the tape uh, because that can be the difference in victory or defeat. You've got to finish strong. And my brothers and my sisters, I, I come by because I want to challenge you uh, in this. I know 2021 uh, has been a heck of a year. I know that we're still in the midst of a global pandemic. We're trying to figure our way out to the other side of it. But I don't want you to grow so weary uh, through this year uh, that you cannot understand and see the opportunities and the possibilities that God is putting before you right now as a community of Hope Church family. Family, I've come by to tell you to finish strong. And so for our next few weeks, we're going to be in a sermon series called Finish Strong. I, I, I would challenge you uh, to be able to go and even look at some of the previous year series. Uh, that if you go to our YouTube or if you go to communityofhope.tv, that you can look for Finish Strong, the series, and you can be able to see uh, the first year. You can see the second year and then be able to follow what we're doing this year. You've got to make sure 
to finish strong. And as I was thinking about finishing strong and focusing on finishing strong, uh, as we came to this scripture in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, Hebrews, the 12th chapter, we find uh, the scripture that symbolizes a race. We find the scripture that symbolizes a race. And, and, and the writer of Hebrews is using the race um, as an illustration of how to be able to what? Finish strong. One of the first things I believe that we can learn from this writer in the book of Hebrews is that you are not the first to run. Turn to your neighbor uh, somewhere in the chat or somewhere beside you and tell them you are not the first to run. Sometimes we can get so focused in what we're dealing with that we don't realize that others have been along a similar journey. Now, I know you feel like what you're dealing with, you're the first to ever go through what you've gone through, uh, but the reality is that at the bare roots of things, uh, that somebody has faced something you've faced somewhere along the journey. It may not have been on the computer, but they've dealt with uh, uh, issues of lust and greed, etc. And you may be dealing with it in a different methodology or technology, but the foundational roots are all the same, that you're not the first to go through what you're going through. And I think that's important to understand because if you're not the first to go through it, then you can look at others' testimonies to help you to see how you can get through to the other side. If you're going to finish strong, you've got to understand you are not the first. When we look at this writer in this book of Hebrews, the writer says that uh, since, we are, uh, 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 since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, since we are surrounded by such such a great cloud of witnesses. This writer uh, of Hebrews is laying out uh, th th this illustration as if you were in this arena uh, and about to run a race and the crowd is all around you, this great cloud of witnesses. Now you can't understand Hebrews 12 if you don't really pay attention to Hebrews 11 because in Hebrews 11 uh, the, the writer talks about this great uh, uh, heroes and sheroes of the faith. Uh, and heroes and Hebrews 11 uh, uh, this writer talks about that by faith that Abraham did what Abraham did and Jacob did what Jacob did and by faith Joseph did what Joseph did by faith Moses did what Moses did by faith of uh, the Rahab and, and Jephthah and Samuel and David that all of these great leaders of the gospel uh, did it by faith. And one of the things I need you to understand, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses uh, and that you're not the first to run this race and the first to do it, and you've got to be able to understand how did they get through it. And if you look at chapter 11, you understand they got through it. What? By faith. One of the challenges for many of us is that we are not basing our life and our walk and our struggle through faith. Uh, that we are trying to get to the other side by strength. We're trying to get to the other side by our intelligence. We're trying to get to the other side by our hookups. We're trying to get to the other side uh, by our resources and our finances. We're trying to get to the other side by our charm or by our deceit or, 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 or by our slickness. And we're trying to find ways to get to the other side. Uh, but if you look at how the great cloud of witnesses did it, those folks who have done it before you, you can see they did it. What? By faith. Uh, th that you've got to understand that you do it by faith. That, that you can make it through this journey by faith. That my faith looks up to the old lamb of Calvary. That, 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 that we've come this far by what? By faith. Leaning on the Lord. Trusting in his holy word. He's never failed us yet. Oh, 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 oh. What? 
can't turn around. We've come this far by faith. That your mama and them made it what? By faith. That grandmom and them made it what? By faith. Auntie and uncle and them made it what? By faith faith that you can make it, but you've got to understand that you're not doing this because you're so smart, you're so brilliant. You've got to look at how did the previous generations get through it? How did those who came before me get through it? How did the cloud of witnesses get through it? And they were able to do it by faith. I challenge you today that, that if you're going to be able to finish strong, you've got to understand this is a faith journey. You've got to understand this is a faith journey. This isn't a, a, a your strength journey. This isn't a tenacity journey. I, I would argue you need strength and you need tenacity and you need courage and you need determination. But one of the biggest things you need is faith. You need to be able to hold on to God's hand when things look rough. You need to be able to hold on to God's hand when you get the negative report. You need to be able to hold on to God's hand when no one else believes in you that you can do it, but you do it what? By faith. If we look at that great cloud of witnesses in chapter 11, we'll realize that none of them had it easy, but all of them did it by faith. That none of them uh, did it because they were so great, but all of them did it because God was on their side. All of them at the end of their journey had to be able to say, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, I don't know where I would be. You got to understand. You're not the first to go through this. You're not the last to go through this, but you can get through it. What? By faith. The second thing you've got to understand if you're going to be able to finish strong is that you've got to throw some stuff to the side. That's right. You've got to throw some stuff away. Throw some stuff away. The scripture says what? And to throw aside everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Throw aside everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. One of the things that I think people get mixed up in is they feel that the only thing that can hold you back is sin. That they feel that sin is a thing that holds you back. But I would argue with you, and this scripture says, throw aside everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and the sin and so uh, sin can hold you back but there's some other things that can hold you back as well and one of the things that I often deal with with brothers and sisters who are growing is that just because you're not sinning as much uh, you don't understand what's holding you back Re Reverend I have stopped doing this Reverend I've stopped doing that Reverend I've been trying to live right Reverend I've shifted my life Reverend uh, that, that I, I used to live so bad now I don't and, and, but you don't understand that there are, are some things that aren't just straight sin that can hinder you. There's some things that can hold you back uh, from uh, going as far as God would want you to go. That, that what you don't realize and what you're not paying attention to is the fact that you've got some habits that are holding you back. And you've got some attitudes that, that are hindering you. And you've got uh, 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 some, some spaces and places that you go that are hindering you. And you've got uh, uh, some people that, that are hindering you. There's an old song that, that says, if you don't go, 
don't hinder me. Uh, the, is there anybody that when you think about it, that you can realize that you have some things in your life that are hindering you, that are holding you back, that there are some folks that, that, that even though they don't want to take the faith step, uh, that they'll do whatever they can do to talk you out of taking the faith step. But you've got to get to a place in your life in which you throw aside the things that hold you back. You throw aside the attitudes that hold you back. You throw aside the perspectives that hold you back. You throw aside the worldviews that are holding you back. You throw aside some of the situations that are holding you back. And I'm not even just saying throw people to the side, but I am saying that you've got to get to a point in your life in which you can say to people you love, look, I will not allow you to keep hindering me from getting to what God has called me to get to. That you've got to understand, that you've got to throw aside every weight, throw aside the, the things that are holding. Procrastination is holding somebody back. That, 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 that every time you get to the possibility of achieving, you procrastinate. Somebody is low self-esteem. Somebody is self-doubt. Somebody is poor self-image. That they're holding you back. They're hindering you. They're like ankle weights. They're weighing you down from being able to run the race. And, and I love that scripture because it says uh, to throw aside everything that hinders you and, 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 to, and to send it so easily entangles and run with perseverance the race that is set before you. That's right. That my race is not your race and your race is not my race. That I may be a sprinter. You may be a long distance runner. You may be a hurdler. If you're a hurdler, don't try to run my sprint. If you're a sprinter, don't try to run somebody else's cross-country race. But run your race. You are built for your race. You are uniquely gifted for the race that God has put before you. And you wouldn't be as miserable as you are if you would just run your race. If you would stop trying to run everybody else's race. You stop being on Instagram looking at other folks' play life, looking at their IG life life and trying to shape your life like their life. You're trying to run their race off of their pictures and you don't even understand the totality of their life. But you've got to run your life. Be, be comfortable in your own skin. That You've got to be able to throw some stuff off. Throw uh, aside uh, uh, everything that holds you back and the sin that so easily entangles and run the race that is set before you. But my third thing, if you're going to finish strong, and I'm up out of here, is you've got to learn that never give up. You've got to be able to never give up. Never give up. One of my concerns is that a lot of us give up right before we're about to win. It's not, my concern isn't that you won't start. My concern isn't even that you won't fight. My concern isn't even that you won't give it a good shot. My concern is too many of us give up at the finish line. That we don't realize how close we really are. We don't realize how, how close that we are to the finish, but we give up right before, right before we're about to win. Somebody today, I'm challenging you, don't give up. You're about to have victory, but you've got to finish strong. The scriptures says what to consider him who endured great opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary 
and lose heart. Uh, when I look at that scripture, it says, what? That to consider Jesus who, who, who faced so much and endured so much and dealt with so much so that you won't grow weary and lose heart. The trick of the enemy is to try to get you tired and therefore lose heart. It, 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 the scripture says, so that you won't grow weary and lose heart. Uh, the, the, the fatigue is something the enemy uses to discourage you. To, to fatigue is something the enemy uses to try to get you to the space in which you don't want to try anymore. But I've come by uh, this Sunday morning to tell somebody, don't you give up. If you're going to finish strong in 2021, uh, you've got to give up don't give up kind of attitude or don't give up kind of a spirit. Don't give up that, that you've come too far to give up now. You've come too far that God has brought you too far, that God has done too much for you to give up right now. The, 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 the Bible says that don't get weary in well-doing for in due season you shall reap a harvest if you faint not. And, and my brothers and my sisters, some of you are right at harvest time. You can't see it. You don't understand how close you really are, but I've come by to beg you don't give up. Don't you give up on yourself. Don't you give up on your children. Don't you give up on your marriage. Don't you give up on your possibilities. Don't you give up on school. Don't you give up on your savings. Don't give up. Don't you throw in the towel too early. Victory is almost yours, but you've got to decide I'm going to keep on trying. Don't you understand that the defense is often the hardest once you get to the five-yard line? They call it goal line defense. As you've been making your way down the field of life, as you've been making your way down the field, the defense has been a little bit more spread out. But at the five-yard line, at the two-yard line, at the one-yard line, when you're about to try to punch it in, the defense is more concentrated. And they do what's called a goal line stand. Somebody today... The enemy is working a goal line stand in your life trying to block you from your blessing. And I am telling you, you have come too far to give up. Now, don't get to the one yard line when you're about to score. And that's when you decide to sit down. That's when you decide to give up. That's when you decide to say, I quit. No, no, no. Consider Jesus who faced so much. Consider Jesus who went through so much. Consider Jesus who dealt with the haters. Consider Jesus who dealt with the backstabbers. Consider Jesus who even dealt with the betrayal. Consider Jesus who dealt with the pain. Consider Jesus who endured so much, but yet in the midst of it all, uh, that Jesus was able to persevere and come up on the other side of resurrection. Resurrection power. Somebody today, I want you to consider Jesus and, and so that you don't get weary and lose heart. That I don't want you to give in too early. That, that's why I, I love Communion Sunday. That, and this Sunday we are having communion. And I love Communion Sunday uh, because as we take of the bread and we take uh, of the juice, the bread symbolizing Christ's body and, and the juice uh, symbolizing Christ's shed blood, that literally is like an energy drink and meal. That it literally, uh, when I was younger, when we used to play ball, uh, they would tell us before games that we would carb load, that we'd eat lots of pasta because it would give us energy for the game. I, I, I'm telling you that communion 
communion for the Christian is like carb loading. Communion for the Christian is reminding us to consider what he endured, what Jesus dealt with, so that we won't get weary and lose heart. That when you understand that Jesus was broken for you, when you understand that Jesus was wounded for your transgressions and bruised for your iniquities, when you understand that he stayed on that old rugged cross and he could have come down and he should have come down, but he would not come down from that cross to save himself, but he decided to die to save you and to save me, that because he finished strong, you can finish strong, because I'm so glad that death was not the ending for him. I'm so glad that death was not the end. I'm so glad that the cross was not the ending. I'm so glad that the grave was not the ending, but I'm so glad that Jesus finished strong, and, and on that third day or early that Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands, and because he got up, you can keep getting up because he got up. You can keep getting up because he got up. You can keep getting up. Consider him who endured uh, 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 such opposition uh, from sinful men uh, uh, that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Don't you lose heart. You've come too far. And I don't believe that God has brought you that God has brought us this far to leave us. Brothers and my sisters, I pray, I beg you, finish strong and watch what God has in store for you. Today, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I've shared with you the story. I've shared with you that uh, he was beaten, he was betrayed, he was scandalized, that he was uh, put on an old rugged cross between two thieves, nails in his hands and nails in his feet. Uh, pierced him in his side. He hung his head and he died. They put him in an old borrowed tomb. But on that third day, he got up with all power in his hands. And because he got up, you can get up with power. If you've never accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Today is your day to give your heart, to give your life to Christ. Today is your day to make Jesus your choice. Won't you today give your heart to him? Won't you today give your life to him? Won't you today turn your heart over to him? At Community of Hope, we say this every Sunday. We're the community of hope where everyone has a chance. We don't care who you are, what you've done, or who you did it with. We don't care if you did it last night or woke up doing it this morning. But when you get connected to the people of God, you're in the right place at the right time to become all that God has called you to be. And we believe that God's got a blessing with your name. Slam on it. Today's your day. If you want to give your heart, your life to Christ, today's your day. Won't you uh, just right there let us know? Uh, just make decision for yourself, but let us know so we can follow up with you. Click that link right there or just text Hope Decision, Hope Decision to 474747. We want to follow up with you, have someone call you, reach out to you, pray with you. Hope Decision to 474747. You may already be saved, but you need a church home. This can be a wonderful place for you to grow, to be all that God has called you to be. You may already have a church home. Uh, but you just want to rededicate your faith. If you are giving your life to Christ today, or making Community of Hope your church home, or rededicating your faith, just type Hope Decision, text Hope Decision to 474747, or click the link right there in the chat area. We want to follow up with you. Look, I want to pray with you today. I want to pray with you 
If you're making a decision for Christ today, I want you to repeat this prayer after me, whether you're accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, whether you are uh, making Community of Hope your church, or just rededicating your faith. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, God, I thank you for Jesus who died for me and you raised from the dead that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I don't want to live that way anymore. And right now, I ask Jesus to come into my heart, be in control of my life. I want to live the way you want me to live and be the person that you've called me to be. So I thank you that today I'm saved. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless your community of hope. It's time for communion. And so after this selection, uh, I want you to start getting your wafers or your bread together, your juice or your water together, and we'll break bread together. God bless.